Hello, friend and colleague. It's Nikki from Full Voice, and on our show today, episode 153, my expert guests are sharing their recommendations for their favorite books. And we have an amazing list of recommendations, including books about business, teaching, learning, self-improvement, creativity, mindfulness, and just books to check out for fun right here on the Full Voice Podcast. Hello, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me on the Full Voice Podcast. My name is Nikki Loney, and I am a voice teacher, and I am a resource creator, and my company, Full Voice Music, is cuckoo bananas, that's the word I'm going to use, about creating amazing resources for young singers. Now, the Full Voice Podcast, if you are new to the podcast, we serve voice teachers and we talk about business and pedagogy and all things that go on uh, in front of the camera, behind the camera in your teaching studios. And uh, if uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I want to thank you. And we're wrapping up 2021. This is, uh, if you're listening at time of release, it's New Year's Eve. And one of the things that I always end up doing on New Year's Eve is renewing my Nats membership. Yep, I like to wait till the very last second. Uh, and then I log in and renew. Um, so, uh, <laughs> If you if you didn't know, um, the Full Voice Podcast is part of the Natscast Network, and we do like to share all the things going on in our industry, in our organization. So friends, if you have not renewed your membership, please do so. <laughs> please visit the website. Um, anyhow, uh, we have a very uh, special uh, and unique episode today. Uh, the past six months when I've been doing all my interviews with my wonderful guests, um, I always like to ask like little bonus questions and uh, uh, mostly because I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm snoopy and I want to know <laughs> what my friends are, uh, are up to. And one of the questions that I've asked over the last little while is what is like, what is your favorite book or what are you reading right now? Or what's a book that had a huge impact on you, whether it was in your business or in your teaching or just in your life in general. And, I always, um, I always, I like, I like kind of getting, uh, recommendations from my friends. I like to know what they're reading and, and that inspires me. And I like to, uh, you know, invest in, uh, either books on, um, I use, I like to use a Kindle app. My husband uses the Kobo. Um, but anyhow, I love, I love reading and I love keeping up with things and, and being challenged. So I've asked my friends, uh, which books, and I've got some great recommendations. Now, before I welcome on my guests, I just wanted to share a couple of books that I've really been enjoying. And, um, uh, and I have two, um, one that I'm reading right now, and it was on my list, my wish list forever. And my delightful husband, uh, uh, got it for me for um, for the holidays, and that is um, uh, Breath uh, by James Nestor. And I know a lot of voice teachers have checked out Breath. Um, it's called The New Science of a Lost Art. It is fascinating. It's so fascinating. And as a voice teacher who has been talking about breathing and working with breathing and helping people with their breathing, I mean, I hope I've been helping them with their breathing. Um, this is just an absolutely fabulous book. And it uh, not only is it really fascinating with just the science of breathing and how it affects us, how you breathe has an impact on your health. But I I also find the author James Nestor to be a very funny writer. He shares some pretty funny stories um, um, and his experiences um, as he did the research for this book. Hilarious. Um, I've, I'm really enjoying it. So that is um, 
Breath by James Nestor. And uh, that is on the New York Times bestselling list. So it came out in 2020. If you're a voice teacher, and you haven't gotten that book yet, please, it's totally worth the investment. And it's a fabulous book. Now, the other book that I wanted to mention uh, is a book that I always recommend to my adult singers. Um, and it is called Sane Singing, and it's by my good friend, um, Brian Lee. And Brian Lee is the co-host of the Voice Culture Podcast. And uh, Brian has been a guest on this podcast several times. Um, the reason that I love this book and the reason that I want to recommend this book is because one of the things that I've always found when adult singers come to me uh, for lessons is that they've usually have had some challenging experiences, whether it be with their just singing in general, but often it's, it's, uh, experiences that they've had with other teachers. And, um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, they, they don't trust you. I always found that they were very suspicious about the information that I was giving them, especially if they had had other teachers along the way, whether it was a choral director, whether it was a private teacher, whether it was a teacher at school. And I found that Brian's book, Sane Singing, um, which really talks about uh, discovering your voice and finding ways to really honor your voice. I found his book to really be helpful for those students who just had a lot of questions, a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of concerns, a lot of mistrust about working with a teacher. And in some cases, um, I've, you know, recommended that book and it really helped to put things into place. And I found that my students, when they came to me after reading that book, they had, they asked better questions. They were able to advocate for themselves, um, a, a, a bit better and, and be more articulate with their questions in the lesson studio. Um, and for some, for some, um, students, it was just, it just gave them a little more confidence about, uh, working with their voices and, and believing in themselves. And, and I just, I, I think I have purchased <laughs> for my studio, for my teaching studio, about three copies. Um, I think I still have one lying around. I, I, of course you always run the risk of students not returning them, but, I highly recommend that book, Sane Singing by Brian Lee, a wonderful, wonderful book for uh, students, voice students, adult voice students that are trying to find their path. So those are my two recommendations. So A Breath by James Nestor and Sane Singing by Brian Lee. And without any further ado, I'm going to bring on my special expert guests and they're going to share their recommendations. My first expert is our friend and colleague, Michelle Marquardt DeVoe. Now, Michelle not only is an incredible voice teacher, but she is a business expert. And her, um, her mastermind, the Speakeasy Cooperative, is where many voice professionals are learning about running a business and leveling up their skills. Now, Michelle is so gracious. She shares so much wonderful information right here on the podcast. And I wanted to just um, link back to actually this time last year, uh, episode 138, Michelle was talking about reflecting back and looking forward, something that is essential in running a business. And one of the things I do remember from that interview is that often we look at all the challenges, but we don't take time to celebrate the things that we did well. So uh, one, 
please make sure in reflecting on this New Year's Eve and into the new year to take a moment to celebrate all of those wonderful things. Uh, and I highly recommend that you check out podcast 138 with Michelle Marquardt DeVoe um, about uh, looking back and looking forward. But in the meantime, Michelle has a fabulous recommendation for a book. Welcome back to the Full Voice Podcast, my friend, my colleague. And, you know, one of the things I love to do with my experts is uh, ask them random annoying questions. No, <laughs> I I sometimes get overwhelmed at, when it comes to diving into a new book. So I've been asking my experts what's on their, what's on their table, what they're, what are they reading? What is something that has inspired them? And Michelle, you have a, you have a really cool book there that you want to tell everybody about. I do. So I, I, I finished this book a little while ago and I really enjoyed it and it's called Range, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World by David Epstein who is also Ooh. author of The Sports Gene. Ooh. And what I, I, I'll just say like a, a couple little takeaways. One of the takeaways that I, I really, really appreciated about this book was how, how Epstein challenges the societal narrative that we have that in order to become very good at something, you kind of follow the Anders Ericsson 20,000 hours of of quality repetitive um, practice. Sure. And, you know, this this piece of research, you know, uh, you can read about that in Peak. Yes, I read Peak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So wonderful piece of research. But what it does not take into account is that different types of of knowledge are acquired in different ways. And um, what range does, what this book does is it, it kind of calls to task this ubiquitous idea that the only way that you're going to um, learn something is through this very specific and what's called a kind learning environment. So a kind learning environment is when there are specific desired outcomes and measurables that you can reach for. So like, for example, he uses, I think, um, what is this? Golf? golf. <laughs> Tiger Woods. It's like, I'm like, I'm trying to make the golf thing. Like, yeah, you you're chopping wood this, or something. Yeah, like. I know. What are you doing, Michelle? So um, like there are certain things that we learn by repetition. Mm-hmm. And there's certain skills and coordinations that we are that we acquire through repetition, but that's only one type of learning for things with specific outcomes. And there's another type of learning called a wicked learning environment, and that's learning about connections. That's learning about outcomes based on a lot of information and you being able to navigate that information in order to choose what to do next. And um, the reason why I liked this book, even though it's not necessarily specifically about teaching music or coaching or anything, was because I think as voice teachers, we tr- we often try to always apply a kind learning environment to something that um, to some genres that you will not succeed as much if you only study with a kind learning environment. So, for example... Classical music is a more kind learning environment because we have a set of, we have a rubric around the desired tonal outcomes, the sheet music we want to produce pretty much exactly how it's on the page, you know, with some other things. You know, you have a very small set of coordinations comparatively that are at your disposal. Um, it is a uh, canon of music that is predetermined, you know, so it's a very kind learning environment. So when you set up learning for a classical voice degree or a classical voice, you know, in, an, in, a, in a studio, it's, it's easy to say, okay, we're going to do this coordination, we're going to learn this language, we're going to learn this diction, we're going to learn this rhythm, 
and we're going to repeat it, even if we interleave it and change it all around, it's still repetition, intentional repetition that will get you the desired result because there's a very specific desired result. You cannot use this same rubric for jazz. No. Hmm. Because jazz is not, does not, does not have that kind of rubric around it that is a specific desired outcome because the desired outcome is actually that you understand all of these things like the theory and the um the direction that the music is moving in and the wordplay and rhythm and and that you understand this kind of experimental goop in order to produce a different desired outcome based on the goop every time. Wow. How fascinating. And so, uh, yeah, I was just like, this is fabulous. So this book talks about that in the beginning and then, you know, kind of talks about this idea of lateral thinking Mm -hmm. uh, versus uh, horizontal thinking and that we tend to, you know, that our whole academic system is like designed around specializing right like you go from your BA which is kind of your gen and then you go to your MA which is more specific and then your PhD or your DMA which is hyper 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 specific Mm -hmm. and even in marketing we talk about niching down niching down niching down and there's not necessarily anything wrong with that Epstein is saying but he's saying that we do it too soon and that we're actually missing out on a lot of what would make us a better, a more equipped expert in the specialization if we allowed ourselves to be generalists first in a more wicked learning environment. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I mean, I probably like this book because it was also very validating, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, oh, it's good that I've spent a lot of time learning a lot of different things it's good that I am interdisciplinary. It's good where where those things aren't necessarily valued, um, aren't necessarily valued, but that's why I'm able to be an ex get toward expertise is because I have a much broader base of knowledge and information and experimentation to pull from. So I love that about the book. I I mean, there's so much more in this book. And then there's some, you know, some of it's like, meh, whatever. Uh, But I really, really, really liked that idea. This this idea that what if we what if we created environments where we were surprised by the outcome and delighted by the outcome rather than um, that we were micromanaging the outcome? That's huge. Yeah. So, you know, again, even this conversation, even thinking about it out loud, like processing it or talking about it is a form of wicked learning because we're experimenting, we're playing. We wouldn't get to these conclusions unless we were like throwing spaghetti and just um, chewing on chewing on stuff. So um, and then deciding what works for for us and for our studio and for our personal life and all of that. So range by David Epstein great, um, great little book that I would recommend. Michelle, thank you. So always so wonderful with your takeaways and and very interesting. I'm going to put links on the show notes to this book, uh, on Amazon and, uh, or where, uh, perhaps they have a website. I'll get that link as well. Thank you. And of course, Michelle, you're our business, uh, business coach extraordinaire, and we're going to have you back on the podcast very soon. So I'll be talking to you soon. Uh, thank you. A very special thank you to Michelle for sharing that book. And if you would like to find and follow Michelle, you can find her on Instagram at Faith Culture Kiss. All one word. That's Michelle Marquardt DeVoe at Faith Culture Kiss. My next guest is Steve Farrell. Steve is a yoga meditation teacher as well as a therapeutic counselor. And Steve has been uh, talking about mindfulness and being present here on the podcast. And he has some fabulous book recommendations as well. 
Welcome back to the podcast, Steve Farrell. Steve, for for my listeners, Steve is uh, my yoga meditation teacher. We've been friends forever. Um, And also Steve is a therapeutic counselor uh, as well as a talented musician. And uh, I brought Steve in so many times to work with my singers and workshops and all sorts of situations. And even uh, Steve has helped my son uh, with some movement therapies. Yeah, we did some FRC stuff we did some like yeah functional range conditioning i remember that yeah because my my kiddo loves baseball so much and was really wrecking his shoulders and his arms and steve was lovely and came in and worked with him i have a question for you i love asking my guests i love asking my guests many questions but today i want to talk (laughs) (laughs) i want to talk what uh, i would love some recommendations for books uh yeah what's what are some of the most powerful books that, that have really impacted your life? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I can say this. I have not always been into reading. I was never, I was not a reader as a kid. I, mm-hmm. I was a, I was a television show watcher or I loved documentaries when I was a kid, oh, especially yes. nature documentaries. Mm. Um, but I didn't get into reading like really seriously reading until after college. Mm-hmm. Like I would always have to read things. Um, but I never really got into reading until like much later in life. But books that I really like or that I found like profoundly empowering or inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, my first on the top of the list is Tuesdays with Maury. Do you know that book? Tuesdays no. with Maury? No. Um, so it's it's a it's a story about like I don't want to spoiler alert it for anybody if they haven't read it, but it's a story about um a man who had a teacher when he was younger and the teacher was very, had a very profound impact on his life. And then um, the teacher starts to die. The teacher's going through the dying process. And so um, the, the head character, the writer of the book, the narrator starts reconnecting with this teacher. Um, and then they just have a beautiful relationship together. And it was like one of the first books that ever made me cry. Wow. And that's, maybe that's one of the reasons why I remember it is like, it was one of the first books that actually had some sort of emotional impact on um, and it's always been a really wonderful, I've always recommended it to people when they were like, have you got any good books? I'm like, have you read Tuesdays with Maury? And they're like, no. And they're like, check it out. Um, it's sort of like fictional slash autobiographical. I don't actually know if it's a true story. I've never actually looked into that or not. Um, but it seems like it's a true story, but a really wonderful book about relationship. I think it's about just a beautiful book about relationship and about, being with somebody who's dying, which I think can be a very profound um, experience for anybody. So if anybody is like, I'll, I'll say this to a lot of my therapy clients um, is that like, if you're with somebody who's in the process of dying, this is a really good book to read, to help somebody out just like moving through that process. I think it's a really great book for that. Yeah. But very emotional made me cry. It's good. Um, other books that I love. We already talked about one so far um, a little bit earlier when you were talking about After the Ecstasy, The Laundry. Oh, yes. Which I really love. It's a Jack Cornfield book. And for those that don't know Jack, he is a mindfulness teacher in the United States, um, longtime meditator um, from the Thai forest monk tradition. And the premise of the book is like, it's a series of stories that he's telling of experiences of um, fully realized, I'm using air quotes for those who can't see me, fully realized people, like people who have attained air quotes enlightenment. Um, And then like, what do you do with that? Like, what do you do after enlightenment? Um, And so Jack tells about like his stories and then he tells stories about other um, very well-known like masters in, in the world of meditation and, what life has been like for them or what they've done with their enlightenment like once it's happened because there's this idea about enlightenment that like once you once it happens like your whole life changes and everything is never the same and um, i really love the way that that book goes through the very practical aspects of such an esoteric concept yeah do you want any others like i got some others um Mm, okay yeah here's one here's one that i really like um, okay. And this is for te- this is for the teachers. This is for the te- anybody who works with people that they are guiding. Um, uh, Everyday Parenting Toolkit from Dr. Alan Kasdan. 
is really one. So it's for parents, but really what it is, is it's basic principles of human behaviorism aimed at kids. But you can take those same principles and apply them to anybody in your life. And so what it talks about are like, what are the ABCs of um, human behavior, which are antecedents, which is, an, for those of the, anybody that doesn't know what an antecedent is, an antecedent is anything that comes before a behavior. So in parenting, this would be like, what are ways that we can create a context for somebody to practice a behavior that we want them to get better at, right? Like if you want your kids to share better, um, how can you set up or shape that behavior or set up or shape the environment so it's more likely for that to happen? So yeah, um, Everyday Parenting Toolkit, Dr. Alan Kasdan. I read that book and I was like, awesome. It's really good for parents, but it's really good for just anybody who's trying to teach anybody else something, right? Like little tricks that you can do to help set up potentially more success to get the behavior that you want to get out of somebody, right? So yeah, that's a really wonderful book. Um, and then this is my last one. This is my last one. Um, cause we were talking about, we were talking about music books. Um, I really like, there's a drumming book called the art of Bop, which I think is John Riley is the author of that book. It's a drumming book, but, um, it's a really wonderful, it's got like a history in it about like jazz drummers and stuff like that. But then John Riley is also a philosopher. I feel like I don't really know a ton about him, but there's a lot of good, like, musicianship philosophy in the Ooh, art of Bob. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Oh, Steve, I love it. I, I love asking my expert guests, you know, what, what books have really moved them. And, and I, I have now a, a very long list uh, that I need to go shopping for, but I, I know it's going to be helpful for my listeners. So thank you so much. And we will have you back on the podcast soon to talk about, Oh, so many wonderful things, mindfulness and, and um, uh, just ways that we can uh, be more present in our studios. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. You can find and follow Steve Farrell on Instagram at movewellfeelgood. That's a great handle. Movewellfeelgood. That's Steve Farrell on Instagram. Dr. Heather Nelson is a regular guest on the Full Voice Podcast. She shares wonderful information, whether it's new information or review information about anatomy and neuroscience and a lot of things that are so helpful to vocal teachers. And um, I love, if you haven't followed Heather on Instagram, Dr. Heather Nelson is uh, at Dr. Heather Nelson is her, uh, is where you can find her. Um, she does these fantastic five-minute pedagogy classes and she also has these wonderful um, get-togethers they're like they're like social hours where people just talk about all things singing and they're just a wonderful opportunity uh, in a casual setting to level up so if you haven't checked out dr. Heather Nelson's information please do I also have to say I love following Heather because she does uh, she always shares these fabulous puns and she always cracks me up so I want to I want to thank her for bringing the the humor into things as well but uh, Heather had uh, a fun uh, a fun recommendation for books and I wanted to share it with you today. So this is our little behind the scenes. Um, my, uh, my, my podcast guests are truly friends and colleagues, but I kind of like to be snoopy. So, um, one of the questions I've been asking all my friends, and I, I ask all my friends this because sometimes I need inspiration is like, what are you reading? Like non, not singing pedagogy or anatomy. Like, what are you reading for fun? So two things come to mind immediately. Um, I listen to a ton of audiobooks um, because, you know, I, I love the act of like, sitting down with a book in my hand. I mean, it's just books are my friends. I have more than is reasonable for one person in my house already. Um, <laughs> but um, I, even though I'm not doing a ton of driving, like 
um, one of my, one of my dog's favorite things to do is to take rides, you know, and he's, he's 16 years old, so he gets to do pretty much whatever he wants. And so a couple of times a week, we just get in the car and I've kind of got a loop around town, you know, <laughs> and we, and we do that. And I listen to an audiobook while I'm going around and I love Harry Potter. Oh, I am, yes. I'm re-listening to the Harry Potter series and there is uh, a reader. His name is Jim Dale, who did the, um, the audio version of Harry Potter. And he is a phenomenal voice actor. Mm. So listening to the stories, which are, I I love the stories. I want to be Hermione Granger when I grow up, but um, (laughs) listening to Jim Dale really bring those stories to life is just, it's just really fantastic. Um, and so I love listening to um, the Harry Potter series. I'm about to start the last in the series again. So I'm about to start Deathly Hallows. Uh, I'm, you so. know, I want to thank you for bringing that up. I, I heard his, the first book, mm-hmm. his version of the first book. And you are right. He is incredible as a voice actor and as a voice teacher and as a session singer. Um, I, I find it fascinating to listen to him, how he, mm-hmm. how he colors his voice and the accents and like, you just get lost in it. He's so brilliant. And I'm, I, I want to thank you for that because I've, I haven't listened to the whole series with him, but I remember listening to the first book. And again, it was like, I think we were driving the, to the cottage or something. There was a, there was a time when my sister lived in Ottawa and it was like a four hour drive to visit her. Mm-hmm. And I would, that's when I would listen to the audiobooks, and I loved it. Like absolutely loved it. Um, I've always wondered like, does he just sit down and read it straight through or does he like do each character like separately and they mush them all together in post-production? I, I mm. want to know how he does it because it's so smooth, his transitions between the characters. That is a great question. There was a time many, many moons ago where I had to do an audiobook, And I have to tell mm. you, it was the most challenging thing I have ever done. First of all, I had to read through the book and then I would take highlighters and like every time the the character changed. So like a different character had a different highlighter color. And I'm not, and I'm not like a brilliant voice actor, but I had to, I tried to color my voice differently. And, uh, it was like, I, I can, I can sing, a tune down and do like an album of tracks in a day. But that Mm -hmm. was like a five, six day recording session just to get through one book. And Mm -hmm. it was, they are incredible vocal athletes. It's like, if you, if you've never listened to an audiobook or you, you, you are listening to audiobooks as a singing teacher that like, I have never been so exhausted in my entire life (laughs) after those sessions. In fact, fun fact story I was finished. I think it was about the middle of the book. We had been at it for like eight hours and I was so tired and I was leaving the studio. And this is when I lived, um, I lived in Hamilton. Um, but no, I lived in Toronto and I literally was driving home. And after, I don't know, a half hour of driving, I actually kind of like, I was like, I don't even know where I am. I don't like, I like, I think that I think the exit to the highway was blocked and I was like, oh, I'll just drive around. And like a half hour later, I'm like, I don't I don't even know where I am in <laughs> Toronto. That's how tired I was. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, voice acting and book book audiobooks, books. Hard. What a great study, though. What a great study oh, for yeah. a voice teacher. It, I oh. mean, it's it's fascinating. I, I love audiobooks just, you know, for the practicality, because I have to make some long trips sometimes, too. And they just they help the time pass. But it's it's a wonderful way to, um, you know, cause I can, I can also listen to a book while I'm cleaning my house on yes. the days that I feel motivated to do that or, <laughs> or whatever, you know, um, that's when I listen so, to podcasts is when I'm cleaning uh-huh. my house. I listen to other people's podcasts. So I, I, I get, listen to a lot of podcasts too. I get smarter. I like, I like my people to tell clean. me stories. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I love it. Well, thank you for that little tip. And I love that. Uh, I love that you brought those, uh, those back to my attention. Uh, as always, we will see you on the podcast with, uh, with all of your amazing information about everything, the voice and anatomy and, and neuroscience. Thank you so much, Heather. Absolutely. This is fun. 
My next guest to Kenya Battle has been on the podcast, oh gosh, several times throughout the last couple of years. She is a technology expert. She has been helping teachers navigate using and introducing and uh, utilizing technology in their studios, something that for many teachers is really challenging. So she does fabulous work helping us to stay up to date and in the loop and using technology in a way that not only serves us, the teacher, but also makes life easier for our students. Now, Takenya had a fabulous recommendation for a book, and I'm happy to share it right now. So uh, welcome back to the Full Voice Podcast. And uh, I'm kind of laughing because before I hit record, I said to Takenya, I want to ask you about your favorite books. And she literally did like a virtual cartwheel on the Zoom screen here. So obviously this is something you're very excited about. So I'm I'm now intrigued. So tell me about the books that are obviously setting you on fire. Well, you know, I've got kids in this house and these kids have to be transported hither and yon. Yes. A lot of times that means I'm in my car. That's the perfect opportunity for me to do some self-development and listen to either a podcast like The Full Voice. Ah, nice. Uh-huh. Or listen to a, an audio book. And I just finished reading We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Oh, Okay. Let me tell you why I love this book, okay? We should, first of all, we should all be millionaires, shouldn't we? <laughs> I agree. I would like that very much. <laughs> well, you know, as women, mm. as women, as women, women do not earn as much as a man does. That's just, that's statistics. This isn't, you know, it's, it's, nothing it's new. a statistic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a fact-based statistic. And so what Rachel Rogers does with her We Should All Be Millionaires book is she gives you the pl- the blueprint for eliminating the things that keep you from reaching that millionaire status and adding things that help you achieve that millionaire status. Now, according to Rachel Rogers, if we do what she said, we should all be millionaires in about three years, give or take. Whoa. OK, well, I'm going to go buy this book now. I'm curious, when she's talking about the things that we need to stop doing, um, are they like, you know, the the money traps that that are like exclusive to women that we kind of get, you know, tra- kind of to Kenya's smiling and laughing? If you mean, <laughs> i.e. stopping at Starbucks occasionally, i.e. adding things to your cart that magically get delivered to your home. Mm. She actually says, don't stop doing that. Oh, okay. I'm so happy because I was like, oh, I really like those Starbucks stops. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. So that's not where we're getting stuck. Where we're getting stuck is if you happen to be a mother Hmm. A lot of times our distractions come from our own children. I've had two children enter this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love because I love seeing everybody's family, but but Sean does usually edit that out. (laughs) But the thing is, a lot of times our kids don't respect our our, our boundaries. You have to give them boundaries. Yes, your seven-year-old darling wants to share with you that he's got a brand new shoe but he's going to have to wait till mama finishes doing what she's doing. Show me later. So that's one of the boundaries that she puts out for us to do. A lot of times as women who happen to be mothers, we may run into, um, it's hard to get back on track. There's this, this unwritten job task that we're always doing as mothers. We're the ones who carry the the who has to be where, when, and what it takes to get them to that position and how to get them back home and what they need to eat when. It's usual, It's usually, not all the time. A lot of times these things fall on us as mothers. Mm. Never mind the fact that we're still running businesses. Mm. So when I tell you we should all be millionaires really hit the mark for me, girl, girl, just it, it just really hits the mark. So mm-hmm. if you happen to be a woman, if you happen to be a person who identifies as LGBTQ, 
LGBTQIA+. If you if you don't if you don't have these as your identifiers, it's still good to hear a perspective of someone else, so you can learn about how they have to move through these environments. But Rachel Rogers, in her "We Should All Be Millionaires" book, really lays down the things that we need to do and some of the pitfalls that she kind of fell into herself because she didn't start as a millionaire. You know, she came from poverty to now she's building a legacy for her family. Mm, mm. I love it. You know, I love any resource, any book that that can I help identify where the challenges cuz I think in doing that for me, I always feel like I'm I'm being seen and I'm not alone, right? Which which makes me feel better too. I want to thank you for sharing that. I'm going to put a link to that book on the show notes and uh, I really appreciate to, uh, I always love to ask my colleagues and my experts what what really sets them on fire. So I'm going to share that and thank you so much for all of all of your information. And as always, you are our technology expert. You share wonderful wonderful information uh, for people running studios both online and in person where can people find and follow you you can find me on social media at kenya's keys you can find me on my website kenyaskeys.com or you can also find me at keyofeasy.com brilliant kenya to kenya thank you so so much and i am wishing you a fantastic week and we will hear from you again All right, because you know what? That myth of the broke musician is over. It's over. Oh, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. I'm going to say it again. Say it again. The myth myth of the the stereotype of the the musician who can't make any money, the busker who's trying to get a dollar here and there, that myth is over, baby. We are moving on. Why? Because we should all be millionaires. I love it. Oh, wise words from Takenya Battle. Jessica Baldwin has been on our podcast this past season sharing information about teaching commercial and popular musics, as well as tapping into authentic artistry, whether it's our own singing or whether helping our students to find their authentic voice and their unique path. Now, this is something that is is new to many of us. So I asked Jessica what some of her, her recommendations were for teachers that are interested in learning more about creativity and um, helping the artists that show up at our studios. Welcome back to the podcast. Jessica Baldwin, how are you today? I'm great. How are you today, Nikki? I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. I always love talking to you, but I also love um, interrogating my experts be about book recommendations. Now, you, you help a lot of students and a lot of teachers um, to dive into creativity, finding their artistic voice. Um, what books, what are your top books for diving into that subject? The one that really got me into the work and the field was The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. This in the field of creatives is sort of the Bible, if you will. I mean, there are so many people who cite this book as being incredibly important and helpful in their creative journey. And this is in all mediums, you know, filmmakers, poets, you name it. This is a very, very popular book. I found it incredibly helpful. I have gone through it four times now. It's kind of a workbook. It's not necessarily just a book you sit and read. It's got very specific tasks that you do um, over a 12-week period. I've done it by myself. I also did it in a creative cluster, as Julia calls them, where you do it with other people. You work through it. Um, it, it it can be intense, but only because dealing with the blocks of being a creative can be intense, but also super powerful, great stuff. I love, I, I love that book very much. Um, I'm not a religious person. If you aren't either, um, she does reference the concept of God a lot, um, and, but she talks about that that 
that can be whatever that is for you. Um, and honestly, that's not something I relate to anymore. I did at the beginning, um, but I still find the book quite helpful. So just kind of a warning <laughs> if that's not where you live, that that's part of how, she, that's part of the language that she uses to talk about um, creativity in the process. Um, another one I love is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And that one is fun. And it's there's not like activities or tasks or anything. Um, it's It has a more playful feel, I think, than The Artist's Way. Um, and yeah, I... I really enjoy that. It's a it's a faster read, a little easier read. So if you're not quite ready to dive into something more intense like The Artist's Way, Big Magic could be a good place to start to think about creativity, creating things. Um, I also really love um, Eric Maisel. And Eric Maisel is also an atheist, Um I had actually read The Atheist Way by him a long time ago and didn't realize it was the same person. So if The Artist's Way, for instance, is a little difficult with some of the religious stuff, if that's triggering for some of you, Maisel's work is a really great place to go as well. So um, Coaching the Artist Within is a really great book um, with some very specific exercises and tasks. Um, and then if you want a very, very quick read um, that is fun, helpful, um, then I'm going to recommend Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. It's quick, it's helpful, um, and honestly, the concepts in there I use a lot when I'm talking to people about how we can help our popular music singers find their own style. Oh, um, nice. That book is a great reference for it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put all that information, all those books on the show notes. Where can my listeners find and follow you for more amazing information like this? Thank you. Um, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook under True Colors Voice and Artist. And my website is truecolorsvoiceandartist.com. Wonderful. We are going to wrap things up with our good friend, Karen Michaels, voice and piano teacher, performer, and social media expert. Karen has been keeping all of us on top of all things social media with very helpful segments. And I'm so grateful that not only is she an expert here on the Full Voice podcast, but Karen's part of the Full Voice team. She helps me and, and my team with our social media um, posting and keeping everybody uh, up to date with what's happening at Full Voice. And I'm, I'm very grateful for her, her expertise. So uh, this is Karen's recommendation for uh, favorite books. So Karen, bonus question. <gasps> Ooh. I love, and I'm always inspired by asking my friends what books they're reading, but not like pedagogy books or singing books, but like what, what downtime books do you love? Ooh, I love this question. I'm such a reader. I love reading so much. So I have to say right now I'm rereading, um, and actually doing better and taking notes something called Atomic Habits by James oh, Clear. Oh, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. It's so, that's such an incredible book because it breaks down how to, it's really the best way to, to figure out how to get things done. And, and it's not like super, um, this guy, James Clear, he, um, He's, he's just like a regular guy that kind of figured things out. Well, I like and those I really, guys. I just, I love it. And I have to say, um, because I'm always um, doing more than one thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> the other book I'm reading is actually a pre-release as part of this um, writing program that I'm doing. I'm taking a writing course. Mm -hmm. And this book is called, let me, where, what is the exact title? This book is called The Art and Business of Online Writing. Oh, fabulous. It is really good. And I, you know what? I'm going to ask 
where I can share the link for everyone um, because we got it as a part of the program as the pre-release. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's really, really good. So um, I will ask for um, a link to, for, to share with your listeners because honestly, it's this, it's a young guy mm-hmm. who is writing, who wrote this book. And he, I just feel like he is, it's right on trend. Mm. He is like right now talking, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about things that are relevant right now. And that's so helpful for everyone's social media and everyone's newsletters. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. really, really important. So those are the two books that I'm reading right now. I love it. You know, uh, that I'm really glad you told me about that. I love those books. I have a hard time kind of diving into just like n- fiction, you know, like I'm always, it's always some sort of business or improvement book, but I love that. And you're right, right for online anything is always a challenge and uh it I would say it took me about I don't know two or three years to really find my voice for my Mm -hmm. online writing absolutely and and that's the thing is it's like what I tell my son if you're a good reader then you can get through all of your classes even if you don't like it because obviously we have to read everything, literally everything. And conversely, then for business owners and all of us who own studios, we write emails, we write newsletters, we write social media captions, we write, you know, comments, even text messaging. You want to make sure that you're communicating in a strong way. Mm. And so this book has been, oh, it's really good. So I'll make sure I get you the link to share. That's beautiful. Thank you, Karen. A very heartfelt, from the bottom of my heart, to my true friends and colleagues, Michelle Marquardt DeVoe, Steve Farrell, Heather Nelson, to Kenya Battle, Jessica Baldwin, and Karen Michaels. Thank you for those wonderful book recommendations. I have put in the show notes links to all these wonderful books for more information and I hope that you'll get a chance to check some of them out now my friend and colleague whether you are counting down the hours to the new year or whether you've already said goodbye to 2021 now mind you some of us said goodbye to 2021 like six months ago but uh, whether you are welcoming in the new year and you are uh, you or you've already started your new year I want to wish you all the best. I know we have some challenging times. I know there's things that are out of our control, but I believe that there are so many incredible opportunities for us. And in our industry, I want, I just think there's just so much available and I'm so Uh, thankful for this amazing community. So for those of you who have taken time to send me a message, uh, for those of you who follow us on Instagram, um, at the full voice podcast, it's you can find us there. Uh, I want to thank you for your time and for your energy and for all your efforts. My friend and colleague, I am wishing you inspired teaching, happy singing, and happy New Year.